Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. After a very frustrating week where we've come away with only a point after two games that we expected to win. But as always, me and Andrew are going to cover it. We're going to go through his player ratings for the Derby game. We're also going to obviously discuss the Barnsley game as well. And also we're going to talk mainly about the problem that everyone seems to be talking about at the moment. What is Stoke starting eleven? You, the fans, have put your voice in. We're going to go through your squads as well as our own and figure out what's going on with this midfield. Also, we're going to discuss another topic that's instantly come up after the last couple of games, which has remained Sawyer's. So, hello, Ange, after a very frustrating week. Yes, probably best to just glide over it and look forward to next week, but I know we won't do that. It's, it's just typical championship, isn't it? I still don't know, as I'm sure any Stoke fans don't know, how we didn't beat, say, Barnsley. And, well, yesterday was just one of those Stoke City matches, wasn't it? Although you've got to give credit to Derby. They, uh, they were united by the dreadful situation they're in. And as much as I'm not a fan of Derby... I don't wish any football fan who supports any team the situation that they're in because, yet again, people are going to lose the jobs and fans are going to, for no fault of their own, they're going to watch inferior football. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously I agree. It's horrible to see football clubs going the way they're doing. And I thought FFP was brought in for this because it's stopping people progressing by spending their own money. And in club, more and more clubs now are going into administration and falling down the dark avenue. It's Absolutely. probably a subject for next week if we put the question out yeah, about FFP. But dark first, avenues are us. <laughs> but first, we'll go into the Barnsley game. What? What? How did we not win that game? Well, I think there's two reasons for for me. You can't knock the number of chances we made, which was a positive. But their keeper, he played very well. Although I do think some of the efforts. Uh, one of Surridge's, it would have been easier to score if he hadn't have hit it straight at him when it just he blocks it with his shoulder. The Varancic header, I think if he'd have just slightly got it a bit further away from the keeper, he'd have scored. But you have to appreciate that that's what he's paid to do, and he did it very well. And, and after the third one that hit him, I thought we aren't going to we aren't going to win this. Um, but we were way the best team. Um, just concede a goal out of nowhere, don't you? Which we're very good at doing. But I was quite optimistic, even though we we didn't win. I thought the number of chances we created on another day will batter somebody five or six. So if you keep creating chances, yeah, um, for me, that's a much better Stoke City team. Because in the past, uh, we've lived on, well, if we don't score this one chance, we aren't going to win. And I, and I just think they played well. They didn't play as well as they've played, but I thought the chances they made were exceptional. Um, and, and it's just one of those days, so I just put it down to one of those days. It's, it's one of them games where I was sat in the crowd thinking, here we go, this, this is just not going to be a goal here. And I thought to myself, the amount of chances, and, and to be honest, there was, there was two where I don't care who you are, if, you, if you're a striker, you bury that. The one that yeah. sort of Surridge had, and then the Klukas Edder as well, which I thought was mind-boggling, which, which is what's going on with Sam Klukas at the moment. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand how we only got a draw. I mean, to be fair, Barnsley really only had one shot, and it was a, a superb free kick from about twenty five yards. It was a good free kick, but again, we gave away. It was a silly foul that we gave away. I think it was Joe Allen that gave it away, and and then of course you have the ridiculous situation yet again of time wasting to the nth degree. And our, our assistant manager, yeah, he shouldn't have gone in and uh, into their technical area. But then you get the farcical situation of, of, of our bloke 
sure they have blokes being sent off. And the guy that cuffs holding around the head stays on. I know that's not things that happen on the pitch, but that wasted more time. And I still don't believe that it was a red card for Tommy Smith. I know it was given as a red card, but I thought it was very harsh. How, how do you stop your trailing leg going through if you tackle? You tackle on one leg from now on. No, the, the, the rule on, on red cards now, I think, is scandalous, really, to be honest. I, I thought it was a... It, what I call an orange card, really, that one. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a bad tackle, but it isn't a red card. Um, and the crazy scenes at the end of the match, well, towards the end of the match of the Barnsley game, you know, Dean Oldham putting his fist in and, and Rory getting off up and joining in. It was quite childlike. And you could see in Michael O'Neill's face, he wasn't impressed. You could, you could really see it from, yeah. from everything that's gone on. I mean, what are your opinions of that, though? You, you know, two highly experienced people like that on the sidelines reacting in the way they did. Well, I thought Dean Holden, to be honest, as I've said, he shouldn't have gone in the technical area, but once somebody cuffed him around the head, I admired him for just standing there smiling and holding his arms out while they were trying to take his shirt off his back. Rory, he just let it get to him, didn't he, and and, uh, probably reacted in a way he shouldn't. And I... I wouldn't like to argue with Rory, actually, so if he wants to run into anybody's technical area, um, I'm more than happy to let him do that. <laughs> it should have been a fart, and I did like it, to be honest, but it, it, isn't, <laughs> it isn't PC, as we call it, really. No. Right, so that's that's a bit of a discussion there on the board. So now we'll go into the absolute nightmare that was yesterday. Derby away. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to look at it in a semi-positive. There's no positives to me when, when you lose a game. So the one thing that I found disappointing was I thought the start of the game, we were very sloppy. I, I just felt that it wasn't a really good start, which allowed Derby to get into the game. And we lost it. If you, if you take all the, we didn't play as well as we should have, you take everything and strip it back to the basics. We lost that game because of two, possibly three minutes of, of complete madness. Um, I do think we should have pulled a point out of it. I do think we had a great chance to equalise. I also think it was a penalty at the end on Surridge. But we should never have been in that position. And the second half performance was much better than the first. But it shows how much people don't like Joe Allen. A lot of people don't like Joe Allen, but we missed him yesterday. And the person we missed the most was Tommy Smith, in my opinion, because the, the, it made the team unbalanced. We've got a lot of left-footer players, but I don't think he knows his best midfield at the moment. And, and for me, Sawyers at Brentford was a great player. The Sawyers we have isn't, in my opinion, or he hasn't shown what I expected. I, I think maybe he's too defensive, he's not very fast, and I don't think we have the luxury of being able to play Brantich and Sawyers in our midfield what do you think? Um, I think the midfield is a big problem which we're going to obviously talk about later on the podcast after his player 18s I think Sawyer's isn't good enough and I think we are going to have to discuss the starting 11 because everybody's got a different idea including Michael O'Neill which is happening week in week out and, and I think that that could really be a big a big negative at the moment that you know he's swapping the team week in week out the performance against Derby showed it it seemed like they were, they were void of ideas. As the first half, they were completely overrun by speed of young lads from Derby. You know, I, I expected a result against Derby. 
I, I really did. I, I, I know it's the championship and it's it's done over 90 minutes, but we should be beating teams like Derby if we want to get up. They were still there for the taking. You could see that with the, with the way we were controlling the game. That We were controlling it in the wrong way, though. And that's what came across to me. It was too many errors again. And for me, they've got to start... He's got to start picking a team, then swapping the more experienced ones with the players he's brought in. Yeah. And that, that's what's going to happen. But before we move on, we'll go into player ratings for okay. the Derby game. So we'll go in straight away with young Joe Bersick. Well, I thought he made three obvious mistakes because they should have scored the third goal and uh, just after, you know, when he, he and Wilmot got, well, your mate and Wilmot, no longer my mate, um, <laughs> made a mistake and luckily he put the ball wide. So, uh, for me, three mistakes, two of them leading to goals, uh, not a good day, I'm going to give him four and his luck is off four. Yeah, to be honest, I was going to go in with a four as well. I thought he was very shaky after his mistakes. Um, the mistake you, do, you you can't do that. I'm sorry because he's he made a mistake in the in the, in the last home game as well, which was Huddersfield wanting for the goal. Yeah, and yeah. they're creeping in a bit too much now. So for me, it's time for Davies to get back in now yeah. because of this. I mean, we all know and think there's a good goalkeeper in Joe Basic, but when you're making consistent mistakes like he has done in the last two games, well, not in the last two games, two out of the last three games, there's got to be a change, really. I think Davis is going to have to come back in just to give Basic that bit of a rest. Yes, and, and to be honest, as we've said in previous podcasts, Ian, I think Adam Davis has been quite harshly treated at Stoke because he's got a good record for Stoke, he's got a good record for Barnsley, he's done nothing wrong. Joe Bursic ultimately, I feel, will be a much better goalkeeper than Adam Davis, but I, I would agree with you, it's time to rest Bursic now and let Adam Davis add him on again. Yeah, I agree. Right, so now we're going with Ostergaard. Um, I think Ostergaard's gone down bank a little bit since we've had him. He's, um, he's not doing a, a great deal defensively. He's very aggressive. Um, and I think he tries to be a bit clever going forward. So, for me, he, he's um, he's not having a great run, but I'll give him five. Uh, I'm going with a four again. To be honest, I think the immaturity of the players is starting to shine a bit at the moment. Where yeah. I think they're not, I don't think they're fully used to playing week in, week out. Because I know at Coventry, he didn't play two in a week, from what I've read. He only played Saturday, and if there was a, week, a midweek game, he would be dropped. Now, yeah. that's obviously showing now at Stoke that I think he's just a bit too young yet to, to know, well, to have the legs to be able to play them games. He's young and he's fresh, don't get me wrong, but I, I feel that because he's playing you know twice a week on a regular basis, I think he is starting to slow down. It's the reason why I'm going with a four. I thought he was, he was very laboured. He looked tired yesterday, I'll be brutally honest with you. Yeah, he did. And um, I, I, this is why I said to you, I wanted a lot of changes for the Barnsley or Derby game because sure. and why I want to bring Danny Bat in because sometimes with younger players they aren't used to playing twice a week at a high level. No, that's right. They haven't got the concentration. And it's it's a bit of it I'm a bit but this is also an experience for Michael O'Neill as well, which I'll probably discuss at the end about it's different in international football than it is in club football. There's a lot more games and I feel that yesterday he was tired and he needed a rest. It was clear yeah. he needed a rest. Yep. Which is why I've got him with a four. Right, so now we'll okay. go in with uh, captain for the day, Harry Souter. 
Well, I'm, firstly, I'm, I'm glad he's been captain while um, Joe Allen's been out. But I thought he was our best player on the day. Having said that, if Alfie Doughty had been on a bit longer, I think he might have nicked it. Uh, but being the best player on the day isn't really, that's not a great testimony because I, I thought the, the team were, were poor. But he, he was very solid in defence. Um, he won, I think, every header. Um, and his pass rate was probably better than most going forward. So for me, he's getting a man of the match seven. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, he definitely got a man of the match. If we were doing a rating on midweek, he would have got a 10 because he was absolutely magnificent against Barnsley. I won't say anything else on that. Yesterday, he was sort of the only real one who was who was doing his job, which is the only way I could put it. He was doing his job yesterday, which gives him a 6 in my book, which, is, which shows how poor we were that the man of the match is getting a 6. He did win his head. He defended properly. He didn't make any mistakes, so I can't really knock... Harry Suter, but he didn't shine in any other way of that as well. I, I didn't think he, he captained, the, captained well. I, I don't think he was doing enough shouting, in my opinion. And to be honest, like you've said, I think we do miss Joe Allen as a leader in the midfield. And, you know, every time we do miss him, it's quite obvious and clear. So he gets yeah. a six from me and captain. So now we'll move on to, you know, the new Rio Ferdinand, Ben Wilmot. Yeah, well... I think you probably need to cover your ears up now because um, <laughs> this isn't going to be pleasant for you for the golden ponytail one. Um, I thought defensively he was incredibly weak. I think he's quite good going forward, but uh, to me he's just like a, a stallion running around the field. He, he, he sort of gallops forward and, well, I've, I've said it, he's defensively weak. And um, I thought he was... The fact that he and Bursic looked like they'd never met each other didn't help the cause so he didn't do much for me he's getting a four right a four well I was going to go in with an eight now <laughs> <laughs> I was, every week it's funny every week um, I'm going to go in with a three to be honest with Ben Wilmot the problem is yesterday it was quite clear that he's, he seems too eager at times when he's, he's galloping forward but then doesn't have the common sense to run back and cover and it's no. before when we first saw him at the start of the season which is again I think another thing of not being used to regular football and I think still being young. He gallops forward, like you've said, but he doesn't get back and cover. Defensively yesterday, every time someone ran at him, he was pretty much pretty much falling on his backside. Yeah. He just he, he was completely out-muscled every time a keeper went up to, when a striker went up to him or a player. And obviously the big mix-up with Berzik was, was enough for me. To be honest, I was surprised he wasn't subbed off, to be honest. Yes, I was really was because he was completely out of the game yesterday and it was the worst game I've seen of him which is why he gets a free and I was very disappointed from the new Rio Ferdinand right so we'll go in now with him Tom Ince now Tom Ince playing in a slightly different role than he normally did good goal probably should have done better with another chance in the second half I my biggest problem with Tom Ince is as you know as soon as he gets the ball he's always going to to cut in cut inside, he never takes a man on the outside um, defensively he wasn't that great but you'd expect that, and as I say he did, it was a decent goal he did okay, that's all I would say and I would give him a 6 uh, Yeah, I mean I'll go on with a, a 5 to be honest with Tom Ince. I thought his goal was well taken and it was a goal we needed at the time as well which he took well I, I thought he, it was his only real outlet yesterday from what, from what I was listening to 
I, I thought yeah. that he was really the only one who was going to get anything going because yeah. the midfield was completely dead from the start whistle to pretty much the end. Um, everybody, everybody in the midfield needs to have a good look, hard look at themselves, I've got to be honest. But I thought Tom Inch yesterday shone. And I know there's a lot of people, because I was putting things up about, you know, when Derby went 2-0 down on the Potters Group page, which is obviously on Facebook, and, and people were just jumping on Tom Ince. And, and I see yesterday when he scored, I, I purposely put a post on bigging him up. Because I think, from what I've seen of him so far this season, even though I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a massive Tom Ince fan, I've got to shape his name on like with Ben Wilmot. But what I've got with Tom Ince is that he's trying. He's not in his natural position, and he, he performed better than a lot of the other players that were there yesterday. Yes, he did. And I'm going to give him a bit of credit, which is why he's going to be second in, in line for Man of the Match, because I thought he performed well yesterday. Yes, there was a right. large part of periods where he was he was quiet and, and he was in and out of it, but really, let's be brutally honest, he was the only one who was going to create or score a goal yesterday. Simple as yeah, that, really. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, so now we'll move into... Remain Sawyers. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm not overly impressed with the Sawyers we've got at the moment. Now, the West Brom fans uh, were all saying that if you're playing defensively, he's no good. If you play him in a more attacking uh, midfield role, he'd be fine. But yesterday, he just looked slow and lethargic. And when he had to run back, he was like jogging back. And to me, he's now the new Ryan Woods. He's two-yard sideways passes. I can't be bothered with it. And every time, as I say, they ran they ran past him down the middle of the pitch. I thought he was uh, particularly non-effective yesterday. And I think I'm probably say the best thing I can say about him was he was mediocre, so he's getting a five. Um, I'm going to go on with a two. He okay. went with Remain Sawyers yesterday. I thought he was easily the worst player on the pitch. Every single time we were trying to push the ball at a quicker pace, he was slowing it down. He was making simple passes. A couple of times got caught because he was passing really to people next to him on the easy pass and, and the opposition were reading it. He, he brought nothing to the table yesterday, literally nothing. And he, he, was that, he was that far below par that, for me, I think he was one of the major reasons we lost yesterday and the major reason we're struggling in midfield. Since he's come in, we've looked lethargic, we've looked slow, and we've looked like we're really struggling to build up an attacking threat. Yeah. And, and for me, that's that's only started since Romain Sawyers came in. Because before that, we looked like an unbeatable team. And then in, in comes Sawyers, and we look like we did last season, second half yeah, of last well, season. Yeah, hopefully Powell getting fit again will mean that he won't play as much. Well, from what I'd see, I'd rather see a Thompson. I'd rather, I'd rather, there's a few other players that I'd see, but we're talking about him later on in the podcast. He's a bit yeah. of a subject. So, like I say, I'll go and win with a low mark for him. Right, now we move into another player that seems like a, a forgotten hero, but has been really poor this season, is Sam Klukas. Well, I thought Sam Klukas should have got us a penalty. Um, I thought he was unlucky not to get a penalty. He was definitely brought down in the box. He gets stuck in at times. Um, he tries to make things happen at times. Um, but to me, he's not the Sam Klukas that we had a couple of seasons ago. Um, so, in that respect, he's going to be very lucky and get a six off me. You gave very high with these midfielders, and <laughs> I'll be honest, because I thought they were woeful. <laughs> Klukas yesterday, again, a forgotten man. Not the same player at all. Half the time when I was watching, I've watched him against Bot- not Barnsley, Huddersfield. He's not doing anything. 
The thing is, he's just he's he's, he's like walking around the pitch with his mouth open, and every time something goes wrong, he's there putting his arms out like like he's he's been the best player on the pitch. I don't know if he's trying to get the captain's armband by being a winger like Roy Keane, but he has to put the performances in like Roy Keane if he wants to get that kind of mentality. Yeah. Yesterday, he brought nothing to the table. Yes, he was probably unlucky for the penalty, but other than that, I can't name a single thing he did. And that's the problem. He played He played a large portion of the game yesterday, and I can't remember anything else he brought to the table. And this is the problem when you play them two together. At the moment, yeah, I would agree with that. They, I would agree with that. They're just not the same player. They're too similar as well in in many ways. And yesterday he was poor, and that's all I can say about that really. Before I get angry, right. So now we'll move into Josh Timon. Well, I didn't think he had a great first half. I mean, none of let's let's be honest, none of the players had a great game at all. But um, his crossing wasn't particularly good, and I think that was probably because he was tired because he was chasing a lot of lost causes. There was a couple of quality balls from him, but there was. In fact, he put one really good ball in, which nobody got on the end of. But he he didn't sort of get past people today. I thought it was. Um, he tried, and that's probably the best thing I can say about him. I think he will always try. He's he's always got um, the ability to get past players. But as I say, he didn't he didn't do much taking on of, of the guys yesterday. And apart from a couple of balls that were quality in the box. I don't think he was brilliant either, and he's getting a six-two. Uh, getting a four from me. Josh, oh my goodness! Josh Simon, he was poor. He was absolutely poor. Apart, like you said, apart from that one cross that nobody got on the end of, he brought nothing to the table. He looked tired. He looked laboured yesterday. You could say he didn't get into the game much because he didn't get the ball given to him. Got to get yourself involved in the game, which is my biggest problem with Josh Simon, and it was my biggest problem with him last season. He, if you, if you're not getting the ball. Make the ball come to you by going and getting it. There's no better point. If he had a ponytail, you'd think he was better. Well, that might be the case. But <laughs> the thing is, the ball was whenever he had the ball, he did nothing with it, and the crosses were coming through, but they were over it, under it, they, they were going nowhere. And it, to me, he needs a rest. There's a few players on that pitch which I'm going to discuss with Michael O'Neill's rating, where you have to cut the corner sometimes in in bring a different player in, just yeah. just for fitness. Never mind anything else. If, if they're in great form and they're five unbeaten, then fair enough, you, you keep the same squad. Simple as that. But when you, you had a, a massive game against Barnsley where that would have drained a lot of players for the missing of chances and what happened later on in the game with the red card, you need to give players rest. And that was a perfect game yesterday with a, a derby side that were up against it and had a lot of pressure on because of what's been going on. And for me, timing yesterday was completely out the game. And we can yeah. all sit here and go, well, he didn't get the ball enough or he didn't get the ball past to him. Well, if you don't get the ball past to him, you're not going to get the ball full stop unless you make something happen yourself. And he didn't yesterday, which is why he gets a low mark. OK. Right, so now we'll move into Mario Vrancic. I was very disappointed with Vrancic yesterday. Um, I don't think we should be playing him as much as we are. I mean, at Norwich, he was coming on as an impact sub. What's he done? Played three games this week. Uh, his set pieces and corners first half weren't, weren't good at all. Um, they were better in the second half. But I, I, again, I'll go back to this saying what I said. I do not believe that you can have him and Sawyers and probably Klukas on the on the pitch at the same time. It's too lightweight. Um, 
he didn't have any impact on the game at all so I'm going to give him a 6 as well uh, I'll go in with a 5 be um, careful you're getting into nosebleed country <laughs> Well, the performance was that shocking, Andrew. If, if there was anything, if there was anything shining out, which I thought Tom Ince was, and I think Harry Suter had a good, well, an all right game, but yesterday they were poor. They were very, very poor. Verancic was tired. He was knackered after twenty minutes from what from what from what I was listening to. He looked he looked laboured. He's playing too much football. But the yeah. problem is we have to play him because we've got nobody else who's got that creative left foot. His dead ball's too important. I mean, let's be honest. If if we didn't bring Verancic on, who do we play? Exactly. And, and, and we've got that, a lot of left footers, though. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of left foot. He loves a left foot. The problem is none of them are consistent. But, <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, he was not very good yesterday, but he was tired, so I can't blame him, which is why he gets a five, because, you know, at least some of the dead balls were all right. They were getting in the right areas. There was just nobody attacking him well enough. And that that's all I can say. Right, so now we'll move into the man who I thought was going to be super sub, um, Simi. I felt sorry for him because obviously he's not done any training of note for a while and he certainly hasn't trained with the team more than twice. Um, he's very mobile, he, he moves well and I think he looks a promising player. Sometimes he ran down the channels but nobody ever saw him or didn't pass to him uh, and I think there's um, there's a, a bit of promise there. But in, in a team where you're brand new and you don't really know what's happening there was a couple of times he could have made passes that we thought were on, but he clearly didn't know the setup. So um, I'm going to give him a, a, a six. Uh, I'll go in again with a five. Um, <sighs> he's clearly not ready. I, I saw that yesterday. He's not ready for to play yet. He doesn't understand the system. He doesn't understand the, the, the way we play. The only thing I would have done differently if it was Michael O'Neill, I probably would have put him in Verancic's role as a cam rather than up front at this moment in time until he's up to yeah. speed and ready. <sighs> yesterday, he, he kept breaking out wide, but that's his main position. He is known more as a right winger. So yesterday, you could see him trying to run down the channels, trying to break through down that area. And nobody was spotting him or picking him out, but we didn't really have a player on the pitch who could pick him out on those kind of free balls, apart from Vrancic if he was on colour. Um, I'll be honest with, with Sammy, he's not quite ready yet, so I'm not going to punish him too harsh, harshly, which is while well, going for steady five, but he, but he wasn't very good yesterday. And it's got to improve, but he, he isn't ready. And he, I, I'm, I'm really not understanding why he was starting, to be honest. And that's all I'll say with that with a five. Right, so now we'll move into Sam Surridge. They missed another city yesterday. Um, I mean, he, he missed a couple, as we know, midweek. Uh, I suppose the only saving grace is you can say, well, he's in there to miss him. But it's becoming a bit of a running theme. So, um, it, what was it, five or six yards out and he missed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apart from that, he did very little. Uh, he runs around, but um, I'm giving him a five. Uh, I'll go on with a four for Sam Surridge yesterday. Um, yeah, you're probably right. He was in the right position to have a shot, which we haven't had for a while. But now I'm starting to think we need Stephen Fletcher back, which shows you the lack of composure he has. Um, I was speaking to an Eastley fan about him. When was it now? Tuesday. About what, what they thought of him. I think it was Eastley. Somebody went on loan in the non-league. And they said the same thing. They said he's, he's a decent player, but he misses too many chances. And the only yeah. thing I'm scared of now is this going to be another Lee Gregory. And <laughs> God help us. That, that's the thing that I'm worried about now. Um, yeah, it could be. Oh, let's hope not. 
we're not, I'm not going to. Well, already he's proved he's better than Lee Gregory. He's actually scored goals. Yeah. But, but the, yesterday and against Barnsley, I'm sorry. Yes, Barnsley he should have won us the game on his own. He should have scored naturally, maybe even four against Barnsley. Absolutely. I'll, I'll yeah, be brutally honest. And yesterday he should have he should have levelled the game. And th- th- these are the clinical chances where, which is why Bournemouth have not been playing him and why Bournemouth have got rid of him because of these clinical chances. That makes a big difference at the end of the season. Because when you look back now and go, well, we lot, we missed out on, you know, we missed out on more points because you didn't take your chances. Yeah. And, and if he carries on through the season, he's only going to be more disappointed. But, you know, I'm still still positive, even though it comes across that I'm being really negative. But I am very honest with my criticisms and and I saw a lot of them yesterday. And it, to be honest, it reminded me of second half of last season, that performance yesterday. And I, I really hope it doesn't continue. I think you've been pressing the panic button a bit too early. I'm not. I'm not panicking, but I, I think it's, it was it was the worst performance so far this season, and because of what's been happening last season, second half, I have yeah, a, I have a bit of a panic. Let's hope we rectify it on Saturday. We'll go for the subs. Well, let's do Doughty first. Right. Because I I think he's he excites me. He's um, he's positive. He runs at people. And I thought he was dangerous. And if he'd have been on a bit longer, he'd have been my man of the match. Um, he gets some really good crosses. He does some good runs. He gets some good crosses into the box. So he's a six point five for me. What for you? Hey, I'll go with a I'll go with a good six as well. To be honest, from for him yesterday, I thought he was decent when he came off. I don't understand why he's not starting now and again. I thought that's what the whole point of having this bigger squad was. You know, yeah, so do- I, I think I think he'll cement his place. I, I think he'll play on. Tuesday, and I think he'll be uh, uh, he'll be in the team after that. Because I think he's just a better player than Tymon. I'm sorry, but the problem is with Tymon is the performance like he did yesterday, where he just goes, he disappears out of games. Yeah. And Dowerty, when he came on, he tried. He was fighting. He was throwing. Everything. He was making himself in areas. He was screaming, "Give me the ball!" And that's yeah. something that I like about him. And that's what Tymon doesn't do. Tymon just stands around. Whereas Doherty moves and he'll, he'll get himself in the right areas. And he, he, caused, he caused Derby a bit of a problem yesterday. And he put us back in the game. He was a good sub, to be fair. But really, to be, in my opinion, without laboured time was yesterday, he should have started yesterday. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really impressed with him. Right, so who's next? Brown. Brown, um, we missed him yesterday. Absolutely, there again, I agree with you. Everything, all Stokes' pressing movement starts with Jacob Brown. Yeah, I said last week about Jacob Brown, how how massively he's proven me wrong. And yesterday we really missed him. And for me, he should be, if there's anyone in that forward line who should start every week, it's Jacob Brown. Because he's the only one who will fight and he'll push and he'll, fair enough, he's got a terrible first touch. But everything else is good. He's starting to chip the goals away. He works hard. He grafts round and he holds the ball up and he, he keeps a bit of a cement up there, which was nothing there yesterday because Sim was just running all over the place. So we really missed him yesterday, and I can't really get. I'll have to give him a five because I can't really give him a, a top score because there wasn't any great impact. But it's proved to me now how important he is to our forward line. Yeah, I mean, he made some runs, he, he tried hard, but there was no end, real end product, so I'll go with you and say it wasn't as good, but I'm not giving him a five, I'm giving him a six. Giving him a six, you're going straight in there with Brown. Nick Powell. No, that's the one, he's back. We well, miss him. What did him. you think? Well, eh, I didn't think he had enough time for me to be a Nick Powell. I've never rated him as an impact man. 
I think he's always going to be a starter because you know what he's like. He can go missing for 50 minutes and then pop up with a goal. He's one of them kind of players. And yesterday, I thought he was all right. I'll go on with a five again. I thought he looked uh, completely off the pace, um, but he does try to make things happen. Um, and he's got class and quality, but I'm going in with a five or two. Yeah, I, 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 he does look off the pace, but he does anyway. <laughs> when he plays in 90 minutes, you think, oh, he's off the pace. Then all of a sudden, wham, bang, goal. And that, that that's what he brings. That's why he's well, okay, so important. Well, yesterday he didn't bring his wham, bam. Well, sometimes he doesn't. He's not He's not every week. And if he was, he'd be playing for United. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so now we'll move into the whole team rating. Yes, well... I think the whole team rating for me is lucky to get a five. Lucky to get a five. I'll go in with a four for that performance yesterday. And it's it's clear to see why. I thought a lot of players were leggy. A lot of players were, were just not fit. And I think some of these signings has got to learn to figure out how they work together. I mean, I think Sawyers and Klukas haven't worked together from the first game they've been put together. And I don't think they work now. And I'm, I'm a bit surprised that Michael O'Neill hasn't picked up on this. Simi wasn't ready for the first team game yesterday. I don't think Tymon was up for it yesterday. I think Ostergaard and Ben Wilmot need a rest. I think Davies needed a going goal as well. There was a lot of players that looked absolutely knackered yesterday. And it, 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 was, it wasn't good enough. I'll be honest with you. I was really disappointed with the performance yesterday against them. OK, well, it's interesting because... I thought the midfield was the big problem. It had no steel yesterday. But you remember that we asked a question. I don't know when you want to when you want to address this, but we asked a question of who people thought was our best team. Um, and I've just picked out three three team three people who responded because it just shows you the the variety of debate. And I wonder if we would have asked this question today if we'd have had the same goalkeeper. But we can address that whenever you want, Ian. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that after first. We'll we'll go through the Michael O'Neill rating then. Then we will okay. go into the into the what people think because it, it's a big problem for me this about the squad okay. selection and, the, and what we think. So, so yeah. what rating are you giving him? Uh, I'll give him a f- I'll, I'll give him a five for yesterday. I, so I, you're blaming him for Bursic letting two goals in? I'm not going to blame him for that, but what I'm going to blame him is, is is looking at a player went in training to see if he's tired or ready to go, and in keeping young lads. Playing when they aren't truly ready, in my opinion. Simmer, what was Simmer playing for yesterday? At the end of the day, he's he's not he's not been here long enough. He's not ready yet. I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a terrible player and he's he's not good enough and for the whole season. But what I'm saying is, he's 19. From what I hear, he barely knows the language. He doesn't know the setup, and he shouldn't be brought in this regular. Not unless he, for me, he should be coming off the bench, slowly coming off the bench, getting him used to what's going on. He shouldn't be starting this early. I think there were two reasons why he started him. One, he wanted to rest Brown. Two, Fletcher isn't fit. And um, he thought we'd have enough to beat Derby with him playing. He's got to get minutes into him somehow, and I'm sure he'll probably be our first name on the team sheet against Watford. I, I can see that. I, I can see that against Watford. Because he, he, does, he does need time, he does need games. But I think... When you're coming up against a derby, let's be honest, this derby side is going to be fighting for every point now. They know they're under pressure, and especially after the week they've just had, they were going to be up for this more than anyone when it comes down to a championship game. And they did turn up, they completely did a number on us, but it wasn't a number they created themselves. It was mistakes from the Stoke team and, and, and lack of urgency yesterday. 
and he and he selected the team. I'm not going to sit here and say it's all his fault because you know there's nothing he can do about the the basic slip up, and there's nothing really he can set up for the the bird strike as well because that was a wonder goal really. But the you know for me he, he needs to learn when players need to be rested and players need to come in. He's got Chester, he's got Bats. Now yes, I'd agree they aren't the best of players, but for one odd games here and there. I think they would have freshened it up. And yeah. Especially when yesterday, the freshest player, in my opinion, was Harry Suter. And he's just been Australia as well. So, well, I don't know if he went to Australia, but he went on to international duty. But he looked fresh, fresher than both Ostergaard and Ben Wilmot, who didn't have any international yeah, duty. After Vietnam, he went to. That's what I mean. That's the, it's a fair jaunt. But he still looks fresher than them two lads. And for me, he's got to, he's got to know when to rotate the squad and when not to, because... There's too many changes happening for my liking as well. Fair enough, some of that's through to injury, but when it's not, it's it's got to be done right. And it wasn't done okay. right yesterday. Well, I'm going to give him a six. It's always a steady six, isn't it, or a seven? <laughs> <laughs> not like me all over the place. <laughs> that's it. Do you want to hear what uh, my three selections are to the people that responded to the team said? Right, so yeah, we'll go into the team selection because obviously this is a big problem at the moment. We're all, we're all talking about it. Every Stoke fan's going to be talking about it at the moment. That every time we've asked now, people are bringing up new new teams, and near enough, everyone's different. So we'll go through people's starting elevens. Who have we got? Well, I'll just go through three of them, um, and I'll, I'll say that I think all three of them might have changed their opinion on the goalkeeper after yesterday. If they'd sensed after yesterday, but Mike Tudor from Kentucky said Bursic, Smith, Ostergaard, Suter, Wilmot, Tyman, Sawyers, Francic, Powell, Campbell, and Surridge or Seema, but he hadn't seen him play at that point. Christian Clues has gone for Bursic, Suter, Wilmot, Ostergaard, Tyman, Smith, Powell, Sawyers, Francic, Seema, and Campbell. He says that it's great that there's competition for Brown, Surridge and Fletcher up front. And the last one I picked was Nathan Cottrell, who said Bursic, Ostergaard, Suter, Wilmot, Smith, Allen, Powell, Francic, Tymon, Campbell and Fletcher. But he says Allen in the midfield has a little bit more balance to it and will be a better holder than Sawyers. Fletcher and Campbell work very well together, as shown last season, and Surridge will grow into the position, however. So everybody has picked the same back four. Yeah, I agree with the back four. I do. I do agree with the back four. I think it, it picks itself, really. Um, right, well, I wouldn't have Sawyers in my starting eleven. so Mike Chew and Christian Clues, you're dead to me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this is what I mean. We'll, we'll discuss it now. I mean, the back line, I think, does pick itself. I mean, Tommy Smith, when he's fit, obviously Ostergaard, Ben Wilmot and, and Suti. And I'm starting to edge towards Doherty now as we left wing back because I think he'll be, he'll bring more of a consistency because Timon, we all know Timon's biggest problem since he's been at the club is consistency, that big C word that he seems to struggle with a lot. But I don't think Michael O'Neill give Doherty the number 11 shirt if he didn't feel like he was going to be a bit of a regular. I think he's just trying to get it warm him into it, isn't it? and hopefully yeah. the quicker he warms up, the better. We'd all have Smith as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Tommy Smith has been a complete revelation this season compared to the seasons he was before. He looks at home at that right wing spot. 
and we do miss him when he was out. I know Tom Ince comes in and does an all right job, but we massively missed it at Smith yesterday. We really did. And in midfield? Now, the midfield, for me, it picks itself. I mean, you've got, you're going to have to have Joe Allen alongside Vrancic with Nick Powell in the cam. That's what I'd pick. Yeah, I would pick that too. But I do think that if you've got three-week matches, which we have at the moment, you're going to have to replace Vrancic. And I wouldn't put Sawyers in, I'd put Thompson in. I would, yeah, I agree. Um, the, the problem is with Vrancic now, he's so key to this team now. Especially with no Nick Powell as well, he, he's one of them things, and the thing, we're relying on him a lot now because he's the only player in that midfield for me who's got any sort of quality, and that's the big word quality. And it, it, I think it could be the reason why we don't maybe break up and we aren't considered to be one of the top two is because of that lack of quality in midfield. We've got runners, yeah. we've got box to box, we've got defensive to an extent as well, but we haven't got quality, and that's the big problem. Wait, but I mean, of those teams I've read out, nobody has put Jacob Brown in their team. Which I'm finding shocking, because he's my first striker at the moment. Until, yeah. until Campbell comes back and proves his fitness, Jacob Brown is my first choice striker, without a question of a doubt. Me too. I think he's he's massively improved this season. He's got a finish, because he's taking his chances now. He's never going to be prolific, we know that. We know he's not going to be a prolific striker, he's not going to score you know, 20, 30 goals a season. But what he does outside of it reminds me of Sadibi. Every week now this season, he's reminding me of Sadibi, where he's, mm. he knocks the ball on and, and is great at holding it up and letting other players break off him holding the ball up. And, and he's so important now. It's the opposite side that I'm struggling with. Cause yeah, Because okay. we can go through Stephen Fletcher, we've got Surridge, we've got Campbell to come back, we've got Sima now. Who would you pick, Anne? Out of the ones that are there at the moment? Yeah, alongside um, Brown. If Fletcher was fit, I would pick Fletcher every time because I think Fletcher uh, does a lot of work. He knows the dark arts as well. And I think he works well with um, our little our little friend Jacob. After another month, I think Seaman will walk into the team. Why do you think that, from what we've seen so far? Because I, well, I've, I watched him with interest him play for Slavia Prague against some Leicester and against Tottenham last year. And I think that he is going to be better than anybody else we've got at the club when he's got himself sorted. So no place for Tyrese Campbell? Well, when Tyrese Campbell is fit, then I would drop Fletcher and put Seaman and Campbell in. Oh, so Campbell isn't fit yet, and Campbell won't be considered until after the international break. And then he's got to be brought back in slowly, so he's not going to be a 90-minute forward for Stoke, probably till Christmas. So who would you drop for Campbell if, if, when he's fit and ready to go? Jacob Brown. You'd drop Brown for... See, I wouldn't. Well, there you go. That's why <laughs> you're wrong and I'm right. Well, it's obviously I'm right though, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I just can't, I can't see him dropping Brown at the moment because of that hold-up situation there. Cause, well, I mean, we're put, not in that moment at the moment, are we? That's only a bit stupid, but we're not there <laughs> at the moment. No, but this is I, about... I, I told you, I think Jacob Brown is so important to this football team because of his press and his energy but once Campbell comes back then I think you'll see uh, and if Seema progresses the way as he played for Slavia Prague last year then uh, arguably you could drop Jacob Brown back into the midfield and give Vrancic a break but then you need Vrancic for the crosses so yeah I'm going to be very harsh on Jacob and say at that point if 
Stephen plays like a thing and Campbell comes back because he was there is no guarantee that Tyrese Campbell is going to come back straight away as well as he was I hope he does but it'll take him the time to build that up so maybe they'll share the role 45 <laughs> minutes each oh, <laughs> oh fair enough fair enough we'll go with that one so Hey, we're going to talk, touch on a bit of Sawyer's, but I, I think we've definitely covered enough about Romain Sawyer's. So yes. we'll go into now the next match. So we've got Watford midweek. What do you reckon? I think there'll be quite a few changes. I think he'll play, obviously, Adam Davies in goal. I think he'll play Bart and Chester. I'm not quite sure what he'll do because I'm pretty sure Fox would have played. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he, he works. I think we'll go with the back four, actually. Um, but he need, he'll utilise the squad uh, to build up minutes. I think Nick Powell will play, he'll start. And I think Seymour will definitely start. And I think um, the new guy we got, what's his name? The Dehaney, is it? DeMarco Dehaney? Yeah, DeMario Dehaney, yeah. Yeah, well, him. I've just renamed him now. I think he may well get a start because he needs minutes. And we're going to have to look at him to see if he can fill the role that. We brought in. He'll want to win that match, uh, and I'm I'm sure that they'll give it a good go. It's going to be tough because you know Watford tend to get refereeing decisions against us, don't they? Yeah, as long um, as it's not one off the line again. Uh, yeah, you know, just barge the goalkeeper in and just stand <laughs> and put your arms up. Um, <laughs> but we'll go for the win at Watford, and I and I I've just got this sneaking suspicion that we'll beat them. Very positive, and you like it. I like yes, it for the end of the think? podcast. I you think presumably we're gonna... think we're going to get battered. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get battered, but I think we will lose. I think it'll be close. I think we'll probably lose 2-1, to be honest. I'm I'm just hoping that Porter plays or has some part of the game again. I, I like it. We're bringing these young lads in. I would like myself to see Dehani, see how he goes on, because, you know, we bought him in for a reason. I want to know what that reason is, and hopefully we can see it against Watford. I'm hoping some of these backup players, the more experienced ones like Bats and... Chester can come in and prove that they are good enough to get back in the first team because that's what I want to see from these players you know the ones that have been dropped for the, these new new signings I'd, I'd like to see them fight and earn their way back in and then and then it's you know like Bat I think still got two years left on his contract so I'd like to see him come in and fight for it because there's, there's no other, other chance against it I hope we see Simi again um, What's your midfield? My midfield I don't really want to nick, risk Nick Powell. That's the only problem. So I'm going to Powell play. Powell will start. I know he'll play. I want to see Thompson. I'd like to see Porter and Thompson again. To be honest, yeah, I, Thompson and Porter. Porter yeah. the young guy and Porter. And yeah, there is no one else. Is there? It's getting after me. I think. I don't want to see Sawyers again. This is the thing. I, I re. I, it's not that I don't want to. I want. I want him to be fully fit before we see him. Or, or if like West Brom fans have said and Brentford fans said to me as well, Sawyer's is better higher up. So yeah. I'm wondering is is it a good idea to rest Nick Powell and maybe put Sawyer's in that cam role and see what he can do, you know, rather than the central midfield because we, we've seen him now three or four times and I've really not been impressed with Sawyer's. So if we put him in that cam role and give Powell maybe a bench place, bring him on, it could make a, it. It could be a different thing. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get past him because a cup run breeds confidence into players and I think it helped us a lot last season in the early parts where we were getting good performances in the League Cup we were transferring it into the League and then as soon as we were knocked out of the FA Cup and the League Cup we sort of diminished into nothing with Gamble's injury so yeah I'm hoping we can get a result 
my score prediction's 2-1 Watford, but let's hope and prove... Well, I, I get it wrong every week, so it'll <laughs> probably 2-1 Stoke. I think we're going to win on penalties. Penalties? Not penalties again. <laughs> You've got to remember that Watford will... Uh, their focus probably will be on staying in the Premier League. So they will make quite a few changes, I think, too. Um, and I just have this sneaking suspicion that it will go to penalties. I don't think Kirby Hart can cope with no penalty shootout after the last two, to, to be honest. <laughs> Especially after England well, I mean, as well. What happened, I mean, we... we you know, not only can we not score penalties now, but we can save them because Joe Bursick saved one. So that, you know, that myth's gone out of the window now that we can't save a penalty. Whether we'll score them or not, I don't know. But um, it'll be an interesting formation. I think he'll have some really good balanced players on, on the bench. I, I think Vrancic will be on the bench, for example. I think um, Jacob Brown will be on the bench if he doesn't start. And I think... You've just got to look at... Um, in fact, I think Jacob Brown might start because you're going to have Seymour on. Um, who else are you going to put up front? Uh, Sorry? Uh, to be honest, I'd play up front. I'd, I'd go with Brown and you know, Seymour and Fletcher. I'd have Fletcher yeah, playing... Yeah, Fletcher the... might not be fit. Well, if, he, if he's not fit, then yeah, obviously it'd have to be Jacob Brown because I think... I think them two are quite similar in a way. Is the good is the good stick? You stick the ball and keep it up the other up the top end. And I think Simmy, if he can get a partnership with yeah, what I've seen, his speed, his pace. If he can get a partnership with somebody like a Brown or a Fletcher who can keep the ball stick and then move them forward. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of ifs and buts at the moment. It's trying to predict what Michael O'Neill's going to do. But if it was me and Fletcher's fit, I'd play Fletcher with Simmy and see what them okay. two can do together. All right. So we've won on penalties now against Watford and then we've got a home match on Saturday against Hull. This has got to be a win, surely. <laughs> like Barnsley. <laughs> Hull. I think we, we could. I think we'll beat Hull. I don't think it'll be convincing. I think it'll be 2-0, but I think we'll win. I do. Um, I want to see Powell hopefully back in, which is why I'd rest him against Watford again, just give him that extra week. And then pulling back in against Hall. If, if I think if Powell plays, a rest for Verancic as well, a rest for time, and just just get gets these players who look a bit knackered. Let's give them a bit of a rest and see how they go on against Hull, and then learn from it. And let's just keep developing through. I, I mean, I, if I'm going to go with the whole game, I'd go with Davies in goal after Basic's mistakes. I'd go with Ostergaard, Suti, and uh, the new Rio Ferdinand with Ben Wilmot with. Uh, left left wing back I'd go with Tymon and then I'd go with Doherty at right wing back instead of Tom Ince because I think I'd, he, he needs to get on the pitch don't he Doherty we need, we need to see what he can actually do then I'd go with a midfield of Joe Allen if he's fit with alongside Verancic with Nick Powell in front of him and then I'd go with Brown and Brown and Surridge probably because he won't play in my opinion against against Watford when you look at uh, Hull's results this season, they've uh, got uh, a draw against Swansea and a draw against Bournemouth, both goalless. Uh, they got battered by Sheffield United. They lost to Blackburn. Fulham beat them. Derby beat them. And Queen's Park Rangers beat them. So uh, th things like this always send me worrying because the charity of 1863... <laughs> tends to um, 
Well, it just tends to... Yeah, it does, yeah. It's always asked on. Cause problems, doesn't it? Yeah, in the 70s, it didn't see where we beat the top sides and then slipped up against the bottom. So it's always been stoke, can't it? It's always asked yes. where, where we give up, where we slip up. It's like the year when, when Shakiri was there and all that lot that year. We thought, we're going to get in Europe and we go and beat United, Everton and drove Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever it was, and then and then lose, what, 2-0 at home to Norwich. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's stoke. It's frightening, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's stoke for you. It's just how they are. It's like, it's like, was it the 70s when they beat Leeds, Leeds, Man United, and was it Tottenham, and then and then lost 1-0 to Luton? <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I've done them a disservice because they've got five points, haven't they? And I've just looked up who they got the win against, and it was a team we play shortly. They, they actually beat Preston 4-1 at Preston. So um, they've already won an away match, so I think that's good. Good omen for us. They aren't going to beat us. <laughs> I think we'll beat them. I do. I believe we'll beat Hull. I've got, I've got a feeling on a two 0 win, and, and I'm hoping we can start climbing again from that position. The good thing is that's happened. Well, there's two good things happening from what the negative Stoke fans who are out there. This one will excite them. Remain Sawyer's is only on loan, and we're still in the playoffs. So come on, Stoke fans! It's a great season so far. That's very, very true. Uh, you look at the league table and you come on all doom and gloom today and somehow we're still fifth. And, uh, you know, he said yesterday, Michael O'Neill, that young players make mistakes and the final ball let them down. But we're still in the, t- the top the top six. And, and I, I have to say that um, I think that we will end up in the top six. A lot of people think I'm daft. But I just think we, we need to learn from the mistakes we've made. And I don't think Michael O'Neill's a fool. Um, we got punished for, for two bad mistakes yesterday. And, and I just think they'll learn from it. Uh, and I think the players are hungry. But my biggest concern is the unbalanced nature of the midfield. And we need to sort that out. And the, and the one thing that's coming back to bite us already is that, you know, when something happens to Tommy Smith, we haven't got much cover and I hope that they can sort that out in January because they clearly tried in the summer and it hasn't worked so I'm still very optimistic Ian I am, I'm optimistic for this season my target is well it was an hopeful target in the playoffs as well I thought we'd finish 8th or ninth, but if we could finish in the playoffs and we're still on track to do that there's no question about it We've, we, we've, it's going to be, it's going to be a good season. I've got, I've got, I'm still positive. The, the midfield's got to be fixed, like you've already said. I think, also the, you know, the two matches a week's got to be sorted out where, you know, these young lads are rested and these other players come in and replace them. I think Tommy Smith will get a replacement. I think, they'll, I think that's on the verge. I think they might, as you, as you've already said, I think they'll give Dahani a chance and see what he can do. But. I, I'm not 100% that's going to be a full, full-time full fix. So we, everyone's just got to stay positive. I know Sawyer is the new scapegoat, but we'll leave him to it because I still don't don't 100% think he's fit. So it's been a, it's, it's a good start. We, we can't knock the start we've had this season. Because it wasn't 14 points from eight games, you'd take that. Yes, it was. It's, it's a good, great start. And yeah, we've had a blip. We've had a frustrating week. There's no question about it. We've had a bad performance. But we've had good performances. Nobody expected that against Swansea, and, we, and we, we know what we can do when we're on song. And as soon as these players come back fit, we're going to have a good squad. If Tyrus Campbell can come back and get anywhere near as good as he was when he, before he got injured, we've got a great chance of the playoffs, and there's no question about it. Definitely. 
Definitely. And are we going to ask a question again this week? Because I would like to pose the question. Right, we'll have another question this week, everyone. Shall we do that? That's interesting. Yeah, let's have um, a question. My question would be, uh, not who is going to replace your mate, Ben Wilmot. Um, <laughs> my question would be, who do you think makes up Stoke's best midfield? Right, that's a good question. We'll, we'll, we'll end it on that, Ange. Thanks for that. It's been a great podcast. It's a great pleasure. Thanks and it's that. lovely to talk to you, and I think you've handled the fact that uh, the new Rio Ferdinand, you're, you're saying, not mine, I think you've handled <laughs> the fact that he was not very good, really well. I thought there'd be tears shed today. Well, you know what I mean, I, I give him a fair score of three as well, which you, which is the only one you didn't argue against. So <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not going to argue against him. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment, but, you know, he'll come back. Don't you worry, he'll come back. He's only yeah. 21. Well, enjoy your week, everybody, and thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. So if you want to know more about the Potter's Podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Also, why not join the group page, The Potters? Just type in The Potters, you'll find the group's page. A quick question, who's your favourite player? Put a good player in, I'll remember who it is, and I'll accept you and you can come on and have many, many good times with other Stoke fans talking about Stoke. We're also on every podcast platform, and if we're on, if you're a follower of iTunes, please give us a five-star review. It goes a long, long way, and anybody who already has, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. So that's it. Thanks for listening. ta All the best.